Hello, I'm Mary, and you're listening to First Pages Readings. In this podcast, I explore reading and celebrate books as cultural messengers. Each episode, I'll read from three books of either fiction, nonfiction, young adult, middle grade, or poetry. Hello, welcome to First Pages Readings, Episode 6, and thanks for joining me. I'm excited to introduce today's fiction, each book interesting in its unique way. So let's get started. Today's first book is To Keep the Sun Alive by Rebea Ghaffari. I love this book for its deep humanity. Reading this beautiful and haunting story is like discovering the force of history has arrived at the front door. This book is pure beauty. The first page of To Keep the Sun Alive. Any mispronunciations are respectfully unintentional. The morning of the solar eclipse began like any other. Rue de Belleville was already littered with pedestrians. Car horns rang out. Metal grill gates thrashed upward. Children whined as mothers dragged them to school. Pensioners, in no particular hurry, made their way to the park, greeting one another in slow motion, while young professionals rushed by in a beeline to the metro station. The faces on those streets were a strange mix. Jews, West Africans, Chinese, and Maghrebins, among many others, thrown together as though in some urban refugee camp. Chaz de Port was no different. He was as displaced as them, and as anonymous, a single unseen thread in a haphazardly woven carpet. Only older, frailer, wearing a seersucker suit with fraying cuffs and faint sweat stains on the crisply iron fabric. He struggled through the crowds, dragging his handcart down the subway steps, shooing away anyone who got too close with his walking stick. Today's next book is the New York Trilogy by Paul Auster. Reading this book is like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube with its elusive solution. I've read it many times and haven't solved its puzzles or figured out how the author did what he did, how he spinned magic into storytelling. Reading it is like listening to Blue and Green by Miles Davis. The New York Trilogy's First Page It was the wrong number that started it, the telephone ringing three times in the dead of night, and the voice on the other end asking for someone he was not. Much later, when he was able to think about the things that happened to him, he would conclude that nothing was real except chance. But that was much later. In the beginning, there was simply the event and its consequences. Whether it might have turned out differently, or whether it was all predetermined with the first word that came from the stranger's mouth, is not the question. The question is the story itself, and whether or not it means something is not for the story to tell. As for Quinn, there is little that need detain us. Who he was, where he came from, and what he did are of no great importance. We know, for example, that he was 35 years old. We know that he had once been married, had once been a father, and that both his wife and son were now dead. We also know that he wrote books. To be precise, we know that he wrote mystery novels. These works were written under the name of William Wilson, and he produced them at the rate of about one a year, 
which brought in enough money for him to live modestly in a small New York apartment. Because he spent no more than five or six months on a novel, for the rest of the year he was free to do as he wished. He read many books, he looked at paintings, he went to the movies. In the summer he watched baseball on television, in the winter he went to the opera. More than anything else, however, what he liked to do was walk. Today's third book is the short story collection Krik Krak by Edwige Danticat. I love this book. Its stories are like a stained glass of life and myth. Profound and moving, the book speaks to what lives in the spaces between light and darkness. Reading it is like listening to Mary J. Blige sing with aching truth what love is. The first page of Krik Krak. They say behind the mountains are more mountains. Now I know it's true. I also know there are timeless waters, endless seas, and lots of people in this world whose names don't matter to anyone but themselves. I look up at the sky and I see you there. I see you crying like a crushed snail, the way you cried when I helped you pull out your first loose tooth. Yes, I did love you then. Somehow when I looked at you, I thought of fiery red ants. I wanted you to dig your fingernails into my skin and drain out all my blood. I don't know how long we'll be at sea. There are 36 other deserting souls on this little boat with me. White sheets with bright red spots float as our sail. When I got on board, I thought I could still smell the semen and the innocence lost to those sheets. I look up there and I think of you and all those times you resisted. Sometimes I felt like you wanted to, but I knew you wanted me to respect you. If you liked listening to this episode, please leave a review and tell me what you think.